The Smart Start Money Podcast. If the subject is about money and life or questioning the so-called experts on the subject, we open the conversations. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. This is the Smart Start Money Podcast. My name is Eric Flynn. On this episode, I will be talking about my recent car buying experience. It's a terrible time to buy a vehicle, and I'm convinced it's always a terrible experience trying to buy a car. Stick around for this podcast episode as I talk about my experience shopping for a car. Nice to see somebody finally walk on this lot who knows a good car when he sees one, I'll tell you. So, we, uh, we read it up? Yeah, well, actually, I was, I was just looking. On this podcast episode, I wanted to share my recent experience shopping around for a car. First of all, because it's probably the worst time to be looking for a new auto because of the the market we're in with the shortages of cars and the extremely high used car prices. The reason I've decided to, I've been in the market for a car probably for the last couple of years. And honestly, some of the news I read is, well, you should, you should wait a year but honestly, my feeling is that the prices themselves probably aren't going to go down much. There might be more inventory, but I don't think the prices are going to go down a whole lot, especially on the type of vehicle I'm looking for, which is a Toyota. And I really wanted to do this podcast just to share my experience because car shopping is, for most people, including myself, I will say, it's never a experience I look forward to. And honestly, that's probably one of the reasons why I've put it off for, you know, the last year or two is because I just, I really just dread having to deal with car dealers and people that are selling cars. Now, the problem I'll tell you that I've run into here is not only a shortage of inventory, but the used car prices right now are outrageous, especially for, you know, some manufacturers, the Toyotas I found, because typically I look for a car that's a couple years old. And what I found with looking at the Toyotas is ones that are just a few years old are very similar in price to basically buying a new one. And I don't think this is something new with a lot of cars and car manufacturers, just depending on on what type of vehicle you're looking for. Because when I purchased a Honda that I still have about six, seven years ago, it was the same case. A Honda that was two years old was really not that far off in price from buying a brand new one. There are some advantages to getting the new one rather than getting the used one if you're going to spend that kind of money. Typically, I advise people to buy used because when you buy a used vehicle, you're really letting someone else pay that depreciation that is in a car that typically within after five years of ownership, a car decreases about 50% in value. Now, the problem I've seen with some manufacturers, especially now that I've had this experience with Toyota and Honda, is a lot of their vehicles really hold their value. And part of this is due to the dependability record these vehicles have. And obviously, the the market dictates the supply and demand. So people, as far as a used car, really 
seek out these manufacturers due to the reliability and just cost of, of driving them. Because I have to be honest, there's not a whole lot of car manufacturers anymore that build anything of quality. There's a lot of manufacturers that they're, they're just pushing cars out. So many car companies have been, have been bought and merged and it's just the car market is there's not that many around that are worth picking up, especially used. Some manufacturers, you pick them up used, you're going to have a lot of problems depending how, how old they are. And this is especially the case today with a lot of the so-called luxury import automobiles. And I was just having a discussion with my wife the other day, you know, some of these luxury automobiles, they like a Mercedes. Also, another example would be a BMW is back in the 80s. I can remember you would see a lot of these manufacturers, a lot of these types of vehicles, you would see older ones on the road. Now, when you're driving around today, how many older ones do you actually see? There's not that many. And there's a reason for this. It's because... Once you buy these types of automobiles after about three or four years worth of ownership, they become costly to drive because of the, the problems that they have. So seeking out to buy a car that's dependable, I have chosen Toyota for many reasons. And Honda is another one I look at, but we're in the market for a a truck, which trucks tend to hold their, their value and they're really in demand all the time. The first thing I did with car shopping is, you know, like I said, I've been looking probably for the last couple of years. So I'm familiar probably every week or every other week, I'm, I'm looking around to kind of get a feel for prices and things. And the price range I was looking at when I went into, I visited about three, three or four local Toyota dealerships just to kind of look around and get a feel for for how things are. Not surprisingly, the inventory that a lot of these dealerships have is very low, particularly on new vehicles. They do have some used ones, but just a few years ago before the pandemic hit, you could go into a car dealership and they would probably have rows and rows, just dozens of car models to choose from. If you wanted to pick up a, a new vehicle and there were, there's typically a lot of used ones. And I really dreaded, I will say, trying to go out to a lot of these car dealerships because buying cars over the years, I already know what I'm dealing with before I even go to the dealerships. I have to say what I encountered was really no different than it ever has been. It really didn't come as a surprise on, you know, what I was dealing with. I think most people understand when you physically visit a car dealership on, on what you're going to encounter. The salespeople, they are there to sell. Their income depends on it. Typically, the, the, you know, the more cars they sell, the more money they're going to make. And these car dealerships, you know, you're going to find a lot of the the same communication and interaction because they train these people. They beat it into them to sell cars. Because we're adding a little something to this month's sales contest. As you all know, first prize is a Cadillac Eldorado. Anybody want to see second prize? Second prize is a set of steak knives. 
Third prize is you're fired. Because only one thing counts in this life. Get them to sign on the line which is dotted. A, B, C. A, always B, B, C, closing. Always be closing. Always be closing. The thing I've always found with shopping at a car dealership is it's not real often you find a car salesman that has been doing it for an extremely long time because a lot of them don't last. That really is part of the reason why you hear a lot of the same scripts, selling type scripts, when you shop around it at different car dealerships because a lot of them are being trained exactly the same way. And I have to tell you, it's even in this market, and I would say even more, it's always a battle to kind of go into these places and try to get a fair price on a car. But before I went out to, to do this, I did get my all of my kind of research in, in order and get my battle plan in order. And then I decided to go out and look at the some different places. Now, like I said, a lot of the car dealerships, it did appear that their their inventory was low, especially for, for newer vehicles. And when I started to realize that I could basically get a newer, a new vehicle for the same price almost as a used one that had a couple of years worth of miles on it, I started to ask the salesperson about ordering the truck that I was interested in. They told me, oh yeah, well, actually, well, first of all, one of the dealerships I went to, he's like, oh, well, we do have one actually of the, the truck that you are looking for. Of course, when I went to look at the vehicle, it wasn't the same color and it was loaded down with all kinds of extras, probably about $4,000 worth. So it wasn't really exactly the same vehicle because it wasn't in the same price range. And of course, the salesperson's going to show me the only one on the lot to try to sell it to me as he tells me, well, the, you know, the inventory is so low and that the chip shortages, there's really just not a whole lot of vehicles. And I asked him, I said, well, what about ordering one? And he kind of looked at me and he goes, well, you can order one, but you're probably looking at about six to eight weeks for it to actually get in, which probably unrealizing to him, I'm perfectly fine with. And I looked at him and I said, oh, that's not too bad. He, he kind of hesitated for a minute and he looked at me and then again, he said, well, would you be interested in the one that's here? And I said, no, I said, this is the, you know, the first car dealership we've actually stopped at. And it was, so I certainly wasn't going to even entertain the thought of buying a vehicle, much less one that was going to cost me a lot more than I was willing to spend. So that was my first experience with stopping at one of the local car dealerships. My wife was with me. We hopped in the car and went on our way to another one. The second car dealership we were on our way to, I have had two separate, not very good experiences with. And I kind of hesitated to go to this one, but it was a Toyota dealership actually in the area. So I thought I'd, I'd give it a shot. And we went by there and the salesperson was, was friendly, actually not even very pushy, which was surprising. 
but got the same story, you know, inventory's low and, uh, you know, then he showed us a, a vehicle that was not, again, really similar and a little more expensive. So we decided to leave that car dealership. Of course, after, you know, he sat and said, oh, well, you know, how can we make a deal? Well, we're not making a deal. So we, we left that dealership and I drove on to a third one. Now, the third one, I also did not have the greatest experience with uh, some years ago, but it was one of the Toyota dealerships in the area. So I figured, why not give it a shot? Arriving at the third Toyota dealership, we were almost immediately greeted by a young kid that was a salesperson. And he started to kind of go over the sales scripts on what are you looking for? And we told him the type of truck we were looking for. And he started to show us some used ones. The one thing that kind of got me when I went looking at dealerships for Toyotas that I think I just kind of mentioned is just kind of the, some of the games that they're, they're playing. And as I get farther into this podcast, which really has to do more with buying a car with, you know, with today's technology is it's clear that the car dealerships are having a real problem trying to stay competitive in the kind of internet email world we live in. Because one of the things I noticed with the three car dealerships I went to, only one of them the prices they had on their actual vehicles were the same prices I was actually finding on their site on the internet. So it doesn't come as a surprise that they're pricing the vehicles one way at the dealership and another way on the internet. Now, to me, that seems a little sketchy because that's really not giving a fair price if you're advertising one price here and another price there. I will say the one dealership I, I did go to, the prices were the same, which was surprising. But this last dealership I, I got to, you know, I got the same kind of runaround. The car dealers are clearly, clearly trying to use the shortage of inventory and the shortage of computer ships to their advantage. And that really is the way they're, pl they're playing the, the sales game. I did the same thing at this dealership is I said to the salesperson, I said, well, I said, looking at the used vehicles here, I can buy a new one for literally just a couple thousand dollars more. So how do I go about ordering one? And he gave me the same, well, you know, it'd be six to eight weeks. And I replied the same that I don't mind waiting six to eight weeks. So he took me inside and he, he said, can you hold on a minute? And immediately this, this younger kid went and got obviously someone that was much more skilled in the art of closing a sale. And this guy came out and he came out with a printout. He said, it looks like this is the truck you are looking for. And immediately says, why don't we go ahead and order it? You know, no other talk about anything. Just close the sale, close the sale, close the sale. Now, I understand this, but still, it's a little bit aggravating to have to fend people off when you're just trying to, to, to make a purchase, especially such a large purchase. And I really think the car industry needs to have some changes. And there are some changes that have certainly been made for them and the buying public that has has been to the advantage of people looking for a car. And I'm going to get into that here shortly. 
But is what I did with here is I just told the 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 uh, the person that was trying to order the vehicle. I said no, thank you. I said um, we're really just kind of looking today. And again, he said, well, it's you know we get you one ordered. And I said no. Um, and I just started to walk out the door. Now I am very hesitant to give any information to car dealers when I'm there. You know, they'll ask for your email address, your phone number, because in my experience, what happens is any information you give them, even if you do not buy a car there, you will get bombarded with information to, you know, on the inventory they have and what they can do for you. Honestly, I don't want to be called and emailed and harassed, particularly if it's a car dealership that I did not have a good experience with. So out of the three, I only provided information to one uh, because he had said that a truck was coming in similar to one that they had that my wife and I were actually interested in, but it was a bright red color, which we really didn't want. He mentioned another one was coming in. And of course, we waited the couple days when he said the next one would be in there. And all of a sudden it was, well, that one was sold. But I can look at getting you another one. Just the games these people play, because realistically, I would say there's a good chance that the one he was talking about was probably already sold. He just wanted a chance to have some more leads to sell some more vehicles. Now, he did tell me, he said, um, how do you prefer to be contacted? I said email. So he, he was doing some emailing rather than calling, which I certainly appreciated. But... He wasn't exactly giving me the information that I needed or originally that I wanted, which was the truck that was was coming in. He was kind of trying to sell me another vehicle. So I kind of ended my search physically for going into car dealerships. And I started to look into because something I had never done before was try to order a vehicle online. I started to think about it. And today there isn't much you can't order online. You, you know, you can order even order prescription drugs online. So I started to look into it because originally I, you know, I went physically out to these dealerships, but I went to toyota.com and basically how it looks on there is you put in a build, you build the truck you want, and then you reach out to car dealerships certain dealerships in your area that can give you a quote. Now, I will tell you, this was my search to try and buy a vehicle f without a lot of hassle and going from dealership to dealership. In today's world, at the click of a mouse, you can buy just about anything. I figured, why can't I try to buy a car this way? And come to my surprise, you can't order a new vehicle from toyota.com. Now, I guess it's surprising in a way and not surprising in others, but you can't order a vehicle that way. You still have to reach out to a dealership. A dealership, a car dealership has to order the vehicle for you. Now, this goes into something much farther that kind of captured my interest with buying a car. And that is why, you know, why with so much that I can order online, why can't I order a vehicle from Toyota.com? And that is a podcast I'm going to get into in the future because just a little bit I looked into it. It looks like there is a reason you can't 
there's a certain reason you can't do it. And obviously it has to do with, with money and the car dealerships, the car industry, the car lobbies do not want people to be able to order cars online because basically I hate to say it. They want people to come into the dealership so they can upsell and the less than ethical and honest ones can basically screw people. And that's why you can't order a car from Toyota.com or Honda.com. A new car, I should say, a factory order car. You can order used cars online now. Places like Car Carvana, although you might get a car that you don't get a title with, which isn't good. But there are places like Vroom and Carvana online where you can order a car and have it delivered. You don't even have to go into a car dealership. Now, I'm sure there's pluses and minuses to those. One being what I found the price. It's kind of, you know, the no haggle. This is the price you pay and we'll deliver it. And who knows basically what you're getting, even though they have a return policy. I'd argue to probably read the fine prints of the return policy because they'll probably look for a way not to take the car back. And that's just my experience with a lot of, you know, warranties and return clauses and things like that. But at any note, you can't order factory order a new car. And that really kind of got me. So that is one reason why I did the build and I basically electronically reached out to some car places through email. I will say the nice part about dealing with car dealers online, and I just want to throw this out there, is it's a lot easier to communicate through email or the phone, which I still wouldn't do. And there's reasons for that. I'll tell you here in a little bit, but it kind of opens the door geographically on where you could actually order a car from. But at any rate, I decided to, to do the build, like I said, on Toyota.com. And then I, I kind of clicked on the button to get a quote from certain dealerships in the area. Now, what I found next is not surprising to say the least, but I didn't think about it when I started to go with this plan to order a new vehicle is car dealers have been dealing with online communication and inter the internet for a while. So obviously they're going to be trained on how to overcome objection, set appointments, get people into the dealership before they make any type of sale or order a car. They want to get people in there. And I understand this, but it was kind of aggravating on how... I had to deal with a lot of these car dealers because it was kind of the, a similar battle, but only one electronically. Now, the first thing that occurred in my battle for looking for a vehicle electronically was when I did fill out the information on Toyota.com and I sent for, it clearly states, get a quote for the truck I built. So one of the tactics that looks like the car dealerships are using to kind of combat or get something sold that's more expensive is they are not sending the information that you're, you're basically looking for. I wasn't clear sending out the, the communication I did looking for quotes from Toyota.com on whether the information from Toyota actually goes to the car dealers on the built vehicle when I click the, the button on the website because some of the dealers that I chose to give me a quote said, oh, well, we didn't get it. You know, another one did. So I, I'm not, I'm pretty sure that 
when the games that are playing, they're saying, oh, well, we just didn't get that information, which I'm not so sure is exactly true. If there's anybody listening to the podcast that knows, I'd be curious in the in the answer to that. If when you build a vehicle on Toyota.com and then click a dealer to give you a quote in the area, does it actually send that information from the quote of the, the vehicle that you that you built to get a quote on it? Because that would seem like it should, but maybe it doesn't. But at any rate, I was contacted by a about six dealers that I, I put the information for on Toyota.com as far as the truck I was looking for. Like I said, you would think that if you're filling out a quote for ordering a factory, ordering a new truck, and then putting that information in and reaching out to dealers, they would actually give you a quote. But that didn't really seem to be the case. I was contacted by each dealer where I was seeking the information and for the most part, they were telling me, oh, we have a truck in stock. Now, it may have been the same model truck, but it certainly was not within the same price realm. What I found is all the dealers that I sent the the factory order that I was looking for, they sent me back a quote with the truck they had in stock that was much more expensive with factory add-ons and additional fees and expenses. So at this point, I could see that they were starting to play some games. At this point, what I did from all the responses I got from the quote I was looking for on the truck I wanted to order, and they were all coming back with something different than what I was really looking for, I sent out a email to each one of them in response. And just to kind of give you an idea, I just want to read a little bit of that. I basically said, thank you for your response to the inquiry I made for a Toyota on toyota.com. I gave him my name, told him where I lived. And I said, I was looking to factory order the vehicle that I put together on the website. And I had hoped the inquiry would have sent the details, but it doesn't appear that it did. I went on to tell them that I already know exactly what I need and have test-driven the specific vehicle. And I put that in the email because a lot of these places that initially replied to me, they said, oh, come in, you know, test drive a vehicle. And that's basically their way of getting you into the dealership. I also went on to say in the email that I replied to all the dealers is visiting several Toyota dealerships. I understand dealer inventory is low. However, I've been told that ordering the truck I'm interested in is not a problem. And the average wait time is six to eight weeks. I also told the dealers I've already arranged, um, you know, to pay for it myself. However, I might be open to whatever they could do if they have financing. Went on to tell them, please provide me with your best detailed out the door price breakdown, including all fees. Because that's important when you're dealing with these car dealers is to get the very best out the door price. And let me explain why that is. Now, the out the door price is basically if you were to buy a vehicle, go into a car dealership and buy a vehicle, the out the door price is the price you would pay with everything included. That is, if you were to buy that vehicle and leave the door and drive it away, that's the final price. And you need to know that information because I will tell you 10 out of 10 times, a car dealer will quote you one price on the vehicle and then the price will be completely different 
when you go to actually pay for it. And it's because of all the add-ins that they're going to put on the vehicle, the upsells to make more money. Because the thing here is, which I understand again, is all the upsells are complete profit for a car dealership. So they're going to try to add as many of those as they can. In the email I sent, I also went on to say, please provide me with your best detailed out the door price breakdown, including all fees for the attachment in this email, which is the truck I wanted to quote for. Detailing the, the, the truck specifics I'm interested in, along with the VIN number. Please, And I told them in the email, I said, please be competitive as I'm contacting several dealers within the area to get this truck ordered as soon as possible at a price I am comfortable with. In addition, please let me know the approximate time of delivery. I am not interested in ordering a different vehicle with additional options. Now that's important that I put in this email to all the dealers as a response to, you know, they had a truck, but it being quite different and more expensive. I also said, if by chance you do have one in stock that fits my needs, I may move sooner on the purchase as long as it fits within the price I am looking to order one. And that's really the key that none of these dealers followed because the price quotes they gave me were not even in the price universe of the truck I was looking to order. Now, even replying to the six car Toyota dealerships that I requested a quote from, they still came back with information on a completely different vehicle price-wise, even though I put in the email, it would have to be comparative in price for me to be interested. Not only that, I found the games that some of them wanted to play when I asked for the outdoor price, and some of them would add in thousands upon thousands of dollars in extras and add-ons in their outdoor price. And I even told one of the dealerships, I don't need any of this. I don't want any of this. Please update your quote. And they weren't really willing to do so. Another dealership told me, they said, oh, well, you know, this truck you're going to, because they're, they're in high demand, you're going to pay a market adjustment. A lot of car dealers are playing this game right now. They're using a market adjustment on the MSRP price of new vehicles. And a market adjustment is basically a premium on top of the retail price of a vehicle. Out of the six dealerships, I did find one that was adamant about charging a market adjustment price of $2,500, which I, I found absolutely ludicrous because most of the other dealerships in the area were not charging a market adjustment. However, this particular dealership that did was trying to use the pandemic and the shortage of vehicles saying, oh, well, we have to because it's supply and demand and giving me all this other basic bullshit to upcharge the price of a car. I just don't find that acceptable when all the other car dealer, Toyota dealerships in the area aren't charging a market adjustment price for the same vehicle, which tells me they're basically playing a game to get more money. Another dealership, they refused basically to give me a... Uh, out the door price quote. The guy on the phone said, well, if you want to order a truck, you're going to have to come in. You're going to have to make an appointment with the dealership. I asked him in the email that I replied to, I said, is it your 
policy at this Toyota dealership not to give quotes over email. And he wouldn't reply. He wouldn't reply. So I asked, I had to go farther in some of my communication and reach out to the general manager at some of these dealerships. And then I would get a completely different response of, you know, the one that that happened here is I finally did get a quote on ordering a new truck, finally. But that's the game they were trying to play is, oh, well, we can't give a price quote on a factory order. You'd have to come in. It's bullshit. They can do it. It's bullshit because they want to get you into the dealership so they can try to charge you more money in a bunch of add-ons and extra fees. That is why they want to get you in there. They don't want a factory order to your specifics and your price off of the Toyota.com website. The one Toyota dealership that I had an experience, a bad experience with a few times that I physically did visit um, that supposedly told me they had a truck. I, I sent the, uh, and then they sold it. I sent the same email to them um, when I looked for a price quote. And this one did not surprise me as well is the salesperson over the email basically refused to communicate through email. They didn't want to provide any type of quote through email, any out the door pricing. And he only wanted to talk on the phone. Now I, I know I said I would get back to this now. There's a reason for this. And the reason is when they talk to you on the phone, they can basically say anything they want to. The salesperson can make stuff up out of thin air, basically, and there's really no record of it. That is one of the reasons why using email to try and buy a car is so advantageous to the buyer. Is you're trying to get them, them the, the car dealer to basically put stuff in writing, and I couldn't believe that this place just, they did not want to communicate through email whatsoever. And of course I didn't end up buying the vehicle through them. Another dealership that I went to, they actually, I did find a, a reasonable quote, first of all, from one Toyota dealership. And I, I basically ended up going with that one, I put an offer in and the guy said, well, we don't negotiate. Of course they don't. So I emailed back and the price difference was a thousand dollars. And I said, for a thousand dollars, you're going to lose a car sale. And basically he emailed back with a counter offer. So I, I did go with that dealership. You will find if you're car shopping right now, that a lot of these places are using the pandemic as an excuse to have higher prices, the same truck, with the same options, another dealership sent me a quote, and it was literally four or five thousand dollars more than the truck that I am going to go in and buy. So that's a word of caution. If you're in the market shopping for a car right now, please be careful on dealing with these places because they're trying to use the pandemic to their advantage to make more money. They are using the excuses of inventory shortages and chip shortages. But I will tell you that car dealers right now are not hurting to make money. And the reason for this is they may be selling less cars because lower inventory, but they're selling them for more money. 
they're selling used cars for more money than they usually do. They're getting a premium for used cars and they're selling new cars at a retail price, which previously often you could get a discount on and there were rebates and incentives. And those are basically gone right now. The car dealers, they're not losing money. And they'll try to tell you, oh, well, we're having a hard time with the pandemic. It's bullshit. It's all a big thing of bullshit. I will tell you, if you are in the market and car shopping right now in what is a difficult market to buy an automobile, try using emails to communicate with several different car dealerships and ask for the outdoor out the door pricing ask for a quote now you will get some resistance as they are trained to overcome those objections but be persistent and also reach out to the general manager of the dealership be clear on what you want and it really can be a good way to get some different pricing because my feeling right now in dealing with a lot of these different car dealerships is they're basically having a challenging time dealing with technology. The, the internet and email have made it much more competitive for car dealerships to, to compete. And for this reason, they have to. I mean, some of them have realized that, hey, if we're going to sell cars with someone that's using this strategy to buy, basically emailing to get different price quotes, then we truly do have to be competitive because if we're not, somebody else is going to get the sale. And in my case, that's what has happened. You know, if I'm telling you in the beginning that I am reaching out to several different dealerships, Make sure you're competitive on your pricing and you're not, or you want to play games and not even communicate by email and say, well, we can't give pricing by email. You need to come in. It's bullshit because the one thing with the internet and email is I'm not constrained to my geographic region either. I can reach out to different dealerships that are a little farther away. Uh, and I'll tell you, I, in, in the car that I'm buying, that I'm going in to buy, I found it even about two or $300 cheaper, but it was an hour drive. I've decided to go with the closer one and pay the extra two or $300. But you will find with some persistence that these car dealerships, some of them will start to play the game through email and they'll even be competitive. On the next podcast episode, I'm going to talk about the conclusion of buying my, my new vehicle and going into the Toyota dealership because I somewhat suspect I could have some games played when I go in. Uh, I'm truly hoping that's not the case because I do have the vehicle with the out-the-door pricing and also there's a deposit down on the vehicle because it had to be ordered. Luckily, they had one coming in, so it doesn't have to come from the factory. So it, it only takes a few days. But I'm going to go further into my experience on completing this transaction and just to kind of give listeners a feel on, on what to expect if they're, they are in the market to buy a car right now. 
I'm hoping when I go in to purchase the car that the game playing's done, but I guess I'll see you here very soon. Thanks for listening to the Smart Start Money podcast. If you like the podcast, please subscribe. You can also visit the website at smartstartmoney.com for articles on life and money. Let me know your thoughts on the car buying experience. Are you someone that hates buying a car as much as I do? Are you someone that's currently in the market and looking for an automobile? Let me know your experiences. You can send any questions or comments directly to me at eric at smartstartmoney.com. On the next podcast episode, as I mentioned, I'll be giving the conclusion on my car buying experience.